Hello everybody. It's a beautiful, sunny weekend here in London, England. Uh, I'm at Jubilee Hall, joining you for the Two Guys on Fitness podcast with my very good podcast buddy and personal trainer friend, Julian Bertharat. Hi, Ellen. Nice to meet you. Hi, Julian. It's, it's nice to meet you as well. You know, this is the 42nd time that we have met each other uh, to record the podcast and uh, check in once again with our lovely, lovely listeners. And how are you this weekend? It's not much of a summer in London right now, I have to say, everybody. It's sunny, but not very hot. So how are you, Julian? Are you enjoying the summer? Well, yes, I do. I think it's when it's London, it's one of the cities when it's too hot. It's not really enjoyable to work. And, uh, well, 20 degrees all around, it's kind of, um, it's okay. And uh, as you know, at Jubilee we have a, a huge ceiling, so you can see the sky all day through, through your workout. So it's um, it's a nice feeling, actually. It's uh, it's a nice feeling to be in London. It is nice. I've just got back from Italy once again. I'm not bragging, everybody, believe me. But uh, guess how hot it was in Italy, Julian? Well, like 35 degrees. <laughs> it was 35 degrees. It was 35 degrees during the day, 22 degrees at night. Do you know how he knows that, ladies and gentlemen? Because before we started recording, I was telling him all about the weather in Italy. So, we're going to record the podcast now, aren't we? And... Um, it's a fit food episode of the podcast, uh, lovely, lovely listeners. We do these uh, regularly because it's not all exercise and sweating and then having massages as Julian had last time on the podcast. We also cover diet. And in fact, we never do enough dietary uh, subjects really. But this month we are. And guess what we're covering for our fit food episode, Julian? Is it salmon? It, he's looking at me baffled, everybody. It, it, is, it, is, it is salmon. And uh, he shouldn't be looking baffled because we obviously have discussed this before we sat down. So we're going to be talking about fish. We're going to be talking about fish oil. We're going to be talking about salmon. And I think Julian may have one or two things to say about that as we get into this. So let's start the music and start the podcast. So hello, 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 everybody. Uh, I hope you're ready to um, talk and consider the wonders of fish because this month on the Two Guys on Fitness podcast, we are going to be talking about fit food. I love that phrase. I can't remember now who came up with that. It was a while ago where we decided to call this particular uh, regular topic fit food. And you are joining me, Alan Teresa. I go to the gym regularly. I say that like I'm proud, but actually it's quite straightforward already. Um, and my good friend here, Julian Burke, Thread, who also goes to the gym regularly, but that is because he is a personal trainer. How's the world of personal training right now, Julian Bertharat? Well, I would say like uh, before the pandemic, if you were busy, I would say like it was on my case, I think you remain busy after the pandemic because people are craving for exercise. So it's all good for me. It's, um, it's actually... Uh, a golden age, I will even go that to say that because basically you do train your client in a gym and this gym is rather quiet. So it's like a gigantic studio in the middle of Covent Garden. 
and um, and in a few months, few weeks time, when things will get back to normal definitely, I think I will remember that time when I was training my clients uh, almost alone on the gym floor. So You were training your clients almost alone on the gym floor. That's like super one-to-one training, isn't it? Yeah, it is because, you know, uh, especially for beginners, it's uh, it's very important to be to start in a quiet environment, you know, because it's a lot of things to say to people generally don't feel confident uh, when there's too many people around. So it's a perfect time to be to create what I call a bubble with your client, a bubble of confidence, which is important to make sure they understand. You can share your mindset with them. And um, yeah, it is a great time to start training, actually. It is a great time to start training, though, frankly, uh, in the majority of cases, you could have made the argument that any time is a good time to start training. And as we mentioned there, we're coming to you from Jubilee Hall on the corner of Covent Garden, which is very busy uh, today, I noticed, as I was coming in with lots of tourists and visitors. Uh, And the gym, though, is a little bit quiet today, it has to be said. Ladies and gentlemen around here working diligently. And this is a podcast all about fitness, training, and diet. And every month we do our best to kind of have a conversation and talk to interesting people about those uh, topics. So without much ado, let's get on with the podcast this month, Julian Bertha and you, the lovely, lovely listeners. So guess who's joining us today on the podcast, Julian? Is it the Italian fitness guy? It is the Italian fitness guy. You know, he drops in now and again, everybody, uh, to talk uh, all about food and to give us some important and interesting facts about the food topic of the month. And this month, we are going to be talking about fish and specifically about a fish that Julian here absolutely loves to get his French chops on, which is salmon. Is that true, Julian? Do you like salmon? I actually do. Yeah, I like salmon. It's, uh, well, it's uh, in fitness, like in uh, normal life, I will say. Salmon is always um, a great uh, food to, to eat for your in your life. I mean, it's quite... Uh, and uh, there's this different sort of salmon as well. You know, you can have the salmon with your scrambled eggs, you know, in the morning, which I like. Uh, you can um, you can steam, you can cook the way you cook your, your salmon. You can steam it, you can fry it. There is many ways to do it. And, uh, and it's always easy to find a veggie to go with uh, the salmon, you know, like uh, green beans, etc. So, yeah, it's a, it's a nice one. Yeah, on the long term, but it's true for many other uh, ele- um, nutrition, uh, it's about mixing the food, okay? So salmon is great, but obviously, uh, needless to say that uh, not every day. Indeed. And how much uh, salmon do you eat on average a week? It could I think twice a week, yeah. Uh, twice a week, I would say. Yeah, no, definitely twice a week. In terms of proportion, I would say nearly 500 grams, maybe, like twice uh, 250, something like that. So it's a big meal. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely twice a week, yeah. Okay, so uh, that's Julian there uh, licking his lips at the prospect of eating salmon twice a week. So before we go any further, let us hear what that Italian fitness guy has to say. This popular fatty fish is loaded with nutrients and may reduce risk factors for several diseases. 
Salmon is one of the best sources of the long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, APA and DHA. A 3.5 ounce, let's say 100 grams portion of formed salmon has 2.3 grams of low-chain omega-3 fatty acids, while the same portion of wild salmon contains 2.6 grams. Unlike most um, other fats, omega-3 fats are considered essential meaning uh, you might get them from your diet uh, since your body cannot uh, create them. There isn't recommended daily intake uh, of omega-3 fatty acids. Many health organizations recommend that healthy adults get a minimum of 250 to 500 milligrams of combined APA and DHA per day. APA and DHA have been credited with several health benefits such as decreasing inflammation, lowering blood pressure, uh, reducing the risk of cancer and improving the function of the cells that uh, live in your arteries. What's more, studies have shown that uh, getting these omega-3 fats uh, from fish increases levels in your body just as effectively as supplementing with fish oil capsules. As for how much fish you eat, uh, consuming at least two servings of salmon per week uh, can help meet your omega-3 fatty acid needs. Salmon is also rich in high-quality protein, uh, like omega-3 fats, a protein is an essential nutrient that you must get from your diet. Protein plays a number of important roles in the body, including helping your body heal after injury, protecting bone health and maintaining muscle mass during weight loss and the aging process. Recent research has found that for optimal health, each meal should provide at least 20 to 30 grams of high quality protein. A 3.5 ounce serving of salmon uh, contains 22 to 25 grams of protein. In addition, salmon is an excellent source of vitamin B. These vitamins are involved in several important processes in your body, including turning the food you eat into energy, creating and repairing DNA and reducing the inflammation that can lead to heart disease. Studies have shown that all of feed vitamins work together to maintain optimal functioning of your brain and nervous system. Unfortunately, even people in developed countries may become deficient in one or more of these vitamins. Salmon is also high in potassium. This is especially true of wild salmon, which provides 80% of the daily amount, always for uh, 3.5 ounces, 100 grams, versus 11% uh, from farm salmon. In fact, salmon contains more potassium than an equivalent amount of banana, which provides uh, around 10% of the daily intake. Potassium helps control your blood pressures and it also reduces your risk of stroke. A large analysis of 31 studies found that supplementing with potassium significantly reduced blood pressure, especially when added to a high-sodium diet. And one of the ways in which potassium lowers blood pressure is by preventing excess water retention. One study found that the restriction potassium led to an increase in water retention and blood pressure in healthy people with normal blood pressure. Selenium is a mineral found in soil and certain foods. It is considered a trace mineral, meaning your body only needs it in tiny amounts. Nevertheless, getting enough selenium in your diet is actually important. Studies have shown that selenium helps protect bone health decreases thyroid antibodies in people with autoimmune thyroid disease and may reduce the risk of cancer. 3.5 ounces of salmon 
provide 59 to 67% of the uh, daily intake of selenium. Consuming salmon and other high selenium seafood has been shown to improve uh, blood levels of selenium in people whose diets are low in this mineral. And one study found that blood levels of selenium increased significantly more in people who consumed two servings of salmon per week uh, than actually those who consumed fish oil capsules uh, containing uh, less selenium. Eating salmon on a regular basis may help protect against heart disease. This is due in large part to salmon's ability to boost omega-3 in the blood. Many people have too many omega-6 fatty acids in the blood in relation to omega-3s. Uh, research uh, suggests that uh, when the balance of these two fatty acids is off, uh, the risk of heart disease actually increases. In a four-week study of healthy men and women, consuming two servings of farmed salmon per week increased omega-3 blood levels by 89% and decreased omega-6 levels. Also, consuming salmon and other fatty fish has been found to lower triglycerides and raise levels of omega-3 fats more than fish oil supplements do. Consuming salmon frequently can actually help lose your weight and keep it off. Like other high-protein foods, it helps regulate the hormones that control appetite and uh, make you feel full. In addition, uh, your metabolic rate uh, increases more after eating protein-rich foods, like salmon, uh, compared uh, to other foods. Finally, a, a growing number of studies uh, suggests that uh, including salmon in your diet uh, might also improve your brain function. Both fatty fish and fish oil have been found to reduce uh, depressive symptoms, uh, protect fetal brain health uh, during pregnancy, decrease anxiety, slow age-related memory loss, and lower the risk of dementia. In one study of people aged 65 and older, uh, consuming uh, fatty fish uh, at least twice a week uh, was linked to a 30% lower decline in age-related memory issues than consuming uh, fatty fish less, actually, than once a week. In another study, uh, people with normal brain function uh, who consumed fatty fish on a regular basis were found to have more grey matter in their brains. Researchers also noted that this could reduce the risk of memory problems uh, later in life. So that's the Italian fitness guy. We do love it when uh, he drops by because he is so very Italian, which is a wonderful thing. And I'm here, of course, with Julian, who is also so very French. So uh, there is a lot there in uh, what the Italian fitness guy was saying about uh, the oils and the vitamins that salmon contains and also all of the good arguments that we pretty much know about concerning those kind of vitamins and oils and fish such as salmon and how good they are for the body and the mind. Yeah, and uh, it, is, it is interesting because I don't want to add too much to what our Italian friends say because it's very completely into details. So I won't add anything like more than you say. And uh, it's, yeah, what I can add here is every sort of food have some of property, like a... Uh, um, uh, advantage to have and it's um, 
you know when you eat some fish it's gonna bring some different sort of vitamins and compared to the red meat or something like that or the veggie itself the oil uh, every different uh, different sort of oil will bring different sort of uh, vitamin and I think it's um, it's a good subject when uh, interesting angle of view when you come to nutrition because it's uh, I find it a bit boring when it all comes down to calories and uh, it's true that uh, the, the sugar is the enemy clearly and but also it's good to talk positively about food what food can actually bring to your body not on, only your muscle but just like your brain and um, yeah so what he say will help you to to be more aware about that because it's just about being aware of things you know and um, yeah what do you think uh, I think it uh, I think it's important to understand what you're buying cooking and eating uh, but also I think the bigger issue that always strikes me is I'm aware of what I should be eating but a lot of the time you're kind of like instincts and your urges overtake your brain and when you go shopping or whatever you end up buying things you know you shouldn't be buying and you're eating things then you know you shouldn't be eating and you work up little mickey mouse arguments to justify oh it's a cheat day it's the end of the week i've been to the gym or whatever that doesn't really help you and it's sort of like how do you control the instincts within you to buy i don't know a pizza a pie chocolate ice cream whatever it might be uh, when you know you shouldn't do it in the first place. Yeah, it's when it comes to, to nutrition, when people ask me advice about nutrition, is the, the danger of all, it's most of the people have a good educational level about what it's good for them. So from my understanding, the problem we have these days is because we live increasingly in this sort of society, we've got more and more free time, that's during this free time we are falling uh, out of our diet or our plan. When you go to free time, uh, generally you make mistakes. And it's the way you deal with this free time, in a, maybe in a mental way, you know, how do you deal with when you're free time? Do you sleep? Do you meditate? Do you exercise? It's very important because it's going to regulate, that's the key word, it regulates your appetite. And um, yeah, it is it's not boring but the true thing is we have a lot of free time during the day nowadays and we struggle to fill the blank really <laughs> to fill the void and sometimes people the best answer is to eat is to eat exactly to uh, have instant gratification what do your clients what are the main dietary or food questions that your clients ask you regularly well I mean the main one is if you are like as you know I'm not really I think the tricky one is when you people want to put on weight. That's a tricky one because basically you mean you mean bulk up, do you? Yeah, yeah. To be more precise, that's true. It's uh, it's a bit of a struggle because basically the answer is to eat more, and you know it's always a bit tricky to say that to someone to eat more to bulk up things like that. This is not the main. Uh, the majority of the question I have, the majority of the question I have is how to lose weight, how to get toned. And basically, yeah, the few tips you can have is, for example, if you're a morning person uh, for your training, for your workout, well, it's quite well known that you can come and train with, with an empty stomach, for example, and then you have your brunch or your lunch right after. 
and uh, in that way it helps a bit more because you're gonna use a stock uh, uh, in your body I mean the, the fat stock to burn to work out and then after the brunch or your lunch will be if eaten within an hour or two after the worker will be faster uh, assimilated so uh, by your body so I think it's um again it's um it's about what do you do during your free time it is a danger zone for most of the people and most of the people if they are not a sport person have a good uh, physical activity are likely to eat because that's what we do when you get out there is coffee shop ice cream shop that's what we do this is the society we live in we are here to consume so that's uh, the danger and what about this argument uh, about uh, cutting certain foods uh, do you actively in your life cut out certain foods from your diet that perhaps aren't good for you or are you is it more a case of moderation because uh, some people find it impossible don't they to cut things from their diet no I, I do I do cut sometimes like uh, I, I, as I say it's be smart like pieces kind of pieces as we probably say in uh, some of the podcasts if you generally have bread just start to cut off the bread that's all just uh, spend your energy to not mental energy to not eat bread for the next few weeks few months the thing is if you especially white bread if you realize your stomach is fl- get flatter you know for example or feel like that or you feel less bloated you're likely to to, fo- to keep doing that because you realize you mean but it, uh, it take a mental effort to cut something out of your routine food or anything else so that's why I say just target one thing you know and uh, because you can't stop all it at once you know and what about this argument that uh, this is all very well and good and it's pretty much a middle class argument really because I can't help but notice that salmon for example which is obviously uh, what the Italian fitness guy was talking about there is uh, not the cheapest uh, thing to buy if you go to the supermarket. Well, if it's a budget thing, I will push people to go towards like uh, oily fish, little oily fishy things like sardine, mackerel, all of that, tuna, all these little fish. I mean, tuna is not really a little fish, but you know what I mean by the small size of a can. Uh, but definitely the sardine with olive oil, stuff like that, excellent. Uh, yeah, cheaper. You can have some pasta with it. You can have, yeah, you can, uh, for example, the morning, you can skip. It does work quite well for me. It's, uh, I like to have some biscotti or biscotte in French. It's like, um, it's dry, you know, like uh, sort of bread, I don't know. And it's, uh, yeah, you never feel bloated after that with a bit of jam, okay. And uh, you can have a coffee, whatever, or a tea. Why not, you know? But we're all different regarding the food, what we are craving for, but... What do you typically... I've got, I've got to ask. What do you typically have for breakfast? Honestly, honestly. No, it, so that is essentially when I go to France because we got more offer about this sort of product in France. But however, no, yeah, you know what? It's just like I'm, I will be... I assimilate. <laughs> I'm quite an assimilated person to the British culture, so I go easily to um, an English breakfast. But uh, not often. Uh, usually, I just go for a coffee and croissant, or just uh, a cappuccino, and that's it. You know. And uh, yeah, it's just I I don't have time to have a big breakfast 
because of my work. Yeah, uh, I like uh, English breakfast now and again, but it's quite a large meal, isn't it, really? And uh, quite a lovely meal. Uh, yeah, actually, now I'm just talking about it. It's making me kind of like hungry to have an English breakfast, but anyway. I just want to say something about the, um, the food I keep... Uh, it's a ve- when you talk nutrition, we're talking about this uh, often in the past. I think it's remember that it takes 20 minutes to your brain to send to your to the um, to catch the message that you are full. 20 minutes. Um, so the idea is when you eat as well, sit down, chew, swallow, calm. Don't eat phonetically because you can eat much more than you need actually. So that's another thing. Again, if you think about it, it's a mental effort. It's, you know, don't put yourself in a situation you are craving for food. So if you go in a supermarket to buy, to do food shopping, try to shoot something before, shrimp, gum, a carrot, whatever, because your brain will take it like you are eating something. And then when you go to the actual, you know, food shopping, you will be, you will feel less craving for food and you will buy less you know or just what you need really so and to finish on the subject i will i recommend again because i think we did talk about that book before it's called food rules from michael pollan p-o-l-l-a-n uh, a bestseller in terms of food it's not a big book but it's a bestseller and it's uh, articulate around three chapter about how you can cook your food, what you need for the food, and I think it's quite down to earth, and you know, not over the top, just like basic stuff. And I like this one. Indeed, and I think uh, for the benefit of the lovely listeners, we'll put uh, a link to that book and some information about it on the website, so they can look it up as well. So there you go, everybody. That's um, the Italian fitness guy talking about lovely, delicious, if slightly expensive, I suppose, salmon, and Julian talking about what he likes to have for breakfast. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London's West End? Then visit Jubilee Hall Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum contract when joining. Or you can use the gym on a day-pass basis. Find out more at jubileehallgym.co.uk or telephone 020-7836-4007 to work out at Ghibli Hall Gym, Covent Garden. So every month on the podcast, as those most fantastic people, the regular listeners, are aware, Julian gets a chance to share his fitness tip of the month in a feature which coincidentally is called... Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. So, Julian, uh, as you lick your chops at the thought of a plate of salmon, what is your fitness tip of the month this month? Do you use the pull-down machine on the gym floor, Alan? It has been known to happen, my good French friend. Uh, in fact, I do recall I was doing some pull-down exercises when I was working out yesterday. Excellent. Good for you. It's a good exercise. It's... Uh, I do like this exercise, however, I see a lot of people putting too much weight on this pull-down machine. Uh, but to be honest, it's one of the main mistakes people do over the gym floor, which is putting too much weight for machine on the machine for every exercise. 
So the pull down one, the front pull down one, uh, is interesting one because obviously on this front you want to target your lat, okay, muscle, and uh, it's quite what I do, it says the technical aspect of this one, which is meanwhile you pull down the bar towards your chest, maybe your sternum. I will say people keep forgetting to not moving forward their shoulders back, you know, sorry, to not move their shoulders back uh, because it does, it's part of the exercise, you know. Yeah, it's one of these exercises. It's not like, uh, you know, everybody's done a pull down in their life, but it is important to, it's a good reminder to when you do a pull down, always keep in mind what this exercise is meant for. So um, it's simple. You lock your feet under the machine, you know, and then you pull the bar towards you. Keep remembering, move your shoulders back. Meanwhile, you pull down. It's an exercise you can mix easily with a tricep extension, for example, with a rope, or also push-ups on the floor, you know. And uh, that's another thing I will say. Always try to combine true exercise to not get bored and stuck into one exercise. So back exercise like a front pull-down is a good exercise to do other things. It could be a free squat next to it, it could be a press-up, it could be a tricep extension with a rope. All of that is interesting uh, to combine with the front pull-down. So that's why I wanted to talk about the front pull-down. And is it the front pull-down that's giving me a sore neck <laughs> sometimes? Or is it because I am uh, using too much resistance when I'm on the pec deck? And basically, uh, this is fascinating, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? I'm getting a private consultation here. And uh, basically what happens is I get a sore neck here to here. At this point, everybody, what I'm doing is I'm touching Julian's, the back of his neck from just below the ear to just above the shoulder. And I, if I work out sometimes when I wake up in the morning, it's just... Yeah, so if you feel that part when you do a front pull-down, it's clearly you miss the point of the exercise, which is below, clearly, the lats. People can visualize where are the lats. And uh, yeah, you should, it's basically because you, you, if you feel the part you mentioned, it's just because you use it. The, the, the answer is you don't want to use it. So you have to drop the weight probably on the, on, on the machine and you should be able to bring this bar towards your upper chest, possibly nearby the sternum, but it's only possible if you, as I said before, move back your shoulders in the meantime, in the process of going down the bar. And uh, yeah, it's good to do. That's why it's interesting to start with a long, I don't know, the first set could be 15 reps, lightweight, just to send the right signal to your body, you know? And then after you can add more weight. But when you put too much weight on a machine, you, and it's logical and it's, you you care your main focus is to actually pull because you you have you got ways to pull so to, to but it is that which is a common gym kind of like uh, irritant isn't it the sore neck is that from the pull down or is it also from working on the pec deck with too much you know pegged out on the resistance it's a, if you do your chest and you feel your neck it means your technique is wrong if you do a pull down and you feel your neck your technique is wrong either and let's face it if you feel your neck at all in any sort of exercise uh, then there is something wrong when you feel a part of your body it's because you did use it so it's as simple as that 
the question is, should I fill that PowerPoint train? If the answer is no, you need to reset your technique because you are going the wrong way. And uh, yeah, maybe you twist your neck as well. I mean, if you feel your neck, maybe during the exercise, maybe you twist your neck to the left or the right. I don't know. You have to be static. I always say, I remember saying myself to to client, often look in front of you, stop moving your neck when you while you're exercising. Very good. Uh, very helpful for me. Uh, I'm not sure whether that was helpful for you, ladies and gentlemen, but that was great advice for me. And that was... Julian's fitness tip of the month. And as we uh, see Julian's advice for people working out effectively without moving their neck in the rearview mirror, it's time to move on to the questions that get sent in and which Julian and I answer every month on the podcast. And each episode, we take two of the questions, or sometimes two of the comments uh, that come into us here at the Two Guys on Fitness podcast, and we do our best to answer the questions or give some good advice or just have a little chat sometimes. So I believe that um, Julian is the first up this month with the question. Oh, and before he uh, reads out the question, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can do so through our website, twoguysonfitness.com, through Julian's website, julianbertora.com, or through our social media, which is our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. And we absolutely love it when people get in touch. So what you got, Julian? What's question number one on episode 42 of the podcast? For this month, we have uh, a question from Kerry in Manchester, who has got in touch through the website to ask this question. I read articles online that say weights are better than more intense workouts like heat training or cardio in building strength or for the brain in all the years. I won't tell you how old I am, but I'm thinking about this a lot more recently. What do you think? So there you go. Uh, there is a, something of a debate going on generally uh, in the mainstream media about uh, weight training, which seems to be the fashionable thing right now, whereas not so long ago it was high, kind of like highly intensive training and workouts. Uh, is this a fashion thing, Julian? Or as I believe Kerry is asking here from lovely, if slightly rainy, Manchester, is there uh, an advantage to working out with weights, I suppose, in the long term? Thank you for your question, Kerry. The thing is, it's, um, the answer is that uh, you're, you're right, uh, these articles are correct. It's, the thing is, cardio should not be just put apart and uh, it's uh, or it training. It's just the idea is to mix all these sort of uh, training concept all together. And uh, but you're right. You mentioned like you know it's very interesting. You say for the brain because actually yeah, training is supposed to help you to get smarter, like literally smarter. But to get smarter, the training has to be um, kind of. Um, uh, different in uh, each exercise have to be slightly different so I'll give you an example for example 
you can do like a leg extension, let's say, a static exercise, but it's not like taking your brain a lot, you know, to work out uh, on a uh, leg extension machine. However, a little jumping on a box or uh, lunges, jumping lunges, that's more interesting because it is more intense, okay? So the intensity of your workout is also the quality of your workout. And the idea is to never give your brain a break. So you want to challenge yourself through combination of exercise. Cardio is interesting only if it's short and intense. And um, yeah, so you were right. I'm just saying keep combining uh, all this concept training. And, and you will be just fine, both for the, to build strength and also to keep your brain uh, active. Uh, very good, because training is uh, as much mental as it is physical. What's the split you do, Julian, between, in your training, between cardio and resistance or weight training? What proportion is the split? Well, beef. For myself, it's simple. Every time I go to the gym for to train, I start with 1K running on the treadmill. I do it within five minutes, which uh, the speed is 12, or it could be 13 for people who know how to work on the treadmill, and the open five for the incline. After this four or five minutes uh, 1K running, I go straight on the gym floor and I do my body weight, uh, my um, weight resistance training. It's, it's, um, it's not one and the other, it's constantly both mixed. You know, when you are a sportsman like me, it's, uh, we never talk about this, we never dispatch, you know, cardio and then rugby game or whatever. It's just part of it all the time. And I think, uh, yeah, don't complicate your life. It's just, everything is part of it. Make sure you run, make sure you do it training, just a little bit, not over the top and just wait lift your weight and you will be fine you will indeed and we hope that is helpful for you Kerry uh, and that you can get the balance right as I believe Depeche Mode once said in a hit single in the 1980s okay uh, oh Depeche Mode uh, where are you now anyway uh, now the next question is mine I'm going to read it out to you ladies and gentlemen it's printed on a piece of paper right in front of me as follows it is a Twitter DM from somebody called TX4 Five, six, six. I question if that is actually a name who exists somewhere on the internet and says the following quote when are you going to do something on bodybuilding there's a lot to cover in it for men and women and I am interested unquote now before we get into this I just want to say that obviously before uh, we start recording this uh, lovely, lovely podcast, Julie and I obviously do talk about uh, what's going to be in the episode. And particularly this month, as happens regularly when we get together, we always do say to each other, when are we going to do something on bodybuilding? Because it's like such an interesting and huge topic. And it keeps getting penciled in for a whole episode on its own and I guarantee you it is something we will be coming back to in the near future but I just want to ask you Julian not so much when are we going to do something on bodybuilding because we are at some point but um, it is interesting isn't it why is it interesting uh, to you as a personal training as a topic well, it's interesting because it's how it's all start. I think these gym fitness things, you know. And um, I, uh, in my life, I met few bodybuilders, 
these uh, and some of them were quite uh, quite interesting to talk to and I did learn a lot of things uh, through this chat because yeah it is a, a different uh, to build bodybuilding about building about, I mean literally <laughs> building a big body and for that you need to clearly know what you do, you're doing and I think those people are very very much uh, uh, precise uh, when they train themselves and I think when I train my client I one of the mindset I share or aspect of the mindset is to um, be precise you know try to be you need to be um, on mentally engages what is going on with yourself on the gym floor because it's uh, it is it is quite interesting so yeah I mean to we will soon uh, probably on the next or the following podcast uh, have an interview with a bodybuilder uh, men or women or boss who knows and to uh, talk about once for all about this um, aspects of uh, training uh, as I say interesting training not for everyone because it's a certain by many aspects is very professional and uh, it takes time and energy and people sometimes are just missing time really but uh, it's a bit very, very interesting and there's a lot to learn and to keep on board when you train yourself without being yourself a bodybuilder there's a lot of aspects philosophy of training interesting to keep in mind when yourself you train yeah, it is an interesting topic, isn't it? Because I think of the uh, kind of focus, intensity and discipline of the way uh, committed bodybuilders go about their training. It's a very all-consuming kind of uh, regime. Uh, but also around that, there's lots in that to do with people's personalities and motivations and just about, as you touched upon right upon at the beginning, the aspect of whereas if you train for fitness, you're training for a, a, quite a complex scenario. When you train for bodybuilding, you're training to get big, really, and to have a certain kind of aesthetic, which uh, is respected or looked to be something to be attained to at a particular time in history so for example i know for a fact uh, that what is seen as being um attractive in bodybuilding today is actually different to what would have been seen to be attractive 20 years ago and that the the aesthetic side of it has changed considerably so all of that's quite interesting as well no i mean it is true it is uh, over the, the last 20 30 years things have changed obviously uh, there is some interesting documentary about bodybuilding on Netflix, for example. Um, quite interesting uh, to understand uh, what this culture or subculture is about. And uh, yeah, it is. It is interesting. And uh, so, for example, Julian and I are huge fans of uh, Seth Ferrosi. Uh, I believe that's how uh, you say his name. I, I guarantee we would have got that wrong as well. Uh, who has a really interesting series of videos he puts on his YouTube channel. So check those out, uh, which are both uh, informative and entertaining as well. So we will indeed be coming back to that topic, Mr. or Miss TX4566. I feel like I'm in a sci-fi movie when I say that. 
But anyway, that was the last question for this month's questions of the month. And remember, if you want to get in touch, contact us through our websites or our social media. And we love it, love it, love it when you do so. So there you go, Julian. We uh, got to uh, consider the wonders of salmon this month and to talk a little bit about the reality of food, healthy eating and why we eat what we do. So what are you going to have for lunch after this uh, recording of the podcast? Well, I mean, uh, no wonder it's going to be salmon. Is he just saying that, ladies and gentlemen? Or when he gets home to his lovely, lovely flat, is there going to be some very tasty salmon that's going to be cooked up and put in his gob, as it were? Uh, I think he will be eating salmon. You're going to be eating salmon, you really are. Going to be eating salmon for lunch? Yeah, I am. Good. Well, that's uh, a lovely thing. Well, I hope you do enjoy it. And I'm going to give you 10 points for being on theme with the topic for this month's episode of the podcast. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to say a huge thank you for joining us once again, giving us your podcast time for Two Guys on Fitness. Remember, if you do want to get in touch, do so. We love it when you do. And if you don't... Try some salmon if you haven't tried it already. And if you have tried it already, enjoy eating some more. Au revoir, Julian. Au revoir. Goodbye, Ellen. And don't forget, enjoy your workout. And your salmon.